Hey. <laughs> Don't you say it. Is she even legal? Ladies and gentlemen. Well, you, you can't answer that with a straight <laughs> that, face. That pause. You can't answer that with a straight face. She's she's fictional. So yes. She doesn't exist. FBI open up! everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our poser extraordinary, Nitai. Oh, God. Sorry, that's up in my mouth. And, and our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. Hi. You, you weren't going to try and top that, were you? Oh, no. I could never. <laughs> Plus, I have a bottom, so... Oh, <laughs> you don't <Wow>. say. <laughs> I can't, is... can't wait to listen to that once we're done. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, so tonight, uh, we actually have a topic that we're going to be talking about, brought to us by our very own Natai. You came up with this idea. I'm the best sponsor uh, there is. The, the best sponsor <laughs> we've ever had. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely I wanted I wanted to talk about this because you know you we I think this is like the second time you brought this up, but we finally got around to recording it. But do you actually want to describe what it is? Because I think you're better at describing it than I am. Sure, yeah, I can do that. Um, it's I think all of us had this one show, probably even more than one, that we watched it, and you know we liked it. It was a good time and all. But when you're done, you think to yourself, yeah was good but then you you have this like sort of feeling like you probably didn't connect to it as much as either you wanted to or you sort of expected to or was even expected to be to connect to um like there are all of these shows that you know people you'll talk to some of your friends like oh my god this show it did this and that to me i was so emotional about it, it felt so connected to the characters and then you get around to watching and you're like yeah it was good you know so that's pretty much it. Um, that's that's what I think we're gonna talk about. I don't know if indifferent is the word I'm looking for, but there's gotta there's gotta be some word that describes this feeling. I don't know. It's it's weird. It it, it is a, an interesting feeling where you watch something and you think, yeah, this is good, but you know, at another time in my life or in another place, I I probably would have felt very very differently about this. Yeah. Like, whether it's, I would have loved it more, or I would have absolutely hated it. You want me to talk about, like, the show that got me to think about this? Like... I, I do, because, yeah, you were, you've been talking about this with me for the last, like, week or so, because you just finished this show. Yeah, so I, not, like, a few days ago, or a week ago, I finished Tioka, finally. Uh, and it was, like, a, re- a very good friend of mine uh, recommended, to, uh, recommended it to me. And I thought to myself, yeah, fuck it, I, I'd watch that. Uh, for the longest time, I've been wanting to go through Kyo and its catalog for obvious reasons, and this is a show that I was su- really curious about. Um, oh, pun intended. Were you curious? Uh, pun not intended. <laughs> pun not intended. Uh, 
and I liked it. I think I even loved it. But when I finished it, I was kind of, yeah, that was a good time. But I felt sort of like I was missing something. Like I didn't get the show. And then, you know, watching some parts of it again and maybe going through some videos of it on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I got that. But it felt like it didn't just, I don't know if to say hit me or not in a certain way. It just kind of... Like, sometimes you're watching a show and you're feeling like maybe you're not really into it. You're not giving it a fair shake because you're just not in that headspace, you know? It feels like you're just not into it. Even though it's, like, ticking all the boxes. Like, and Hioka is ticking all the boxes. It looks incredible. The characters are great. I, I love the voice acting. I love the soundtrack. is really stellar. I, like, the show as that a whole... That Kyoani flex. Yeah, that Kyoani flex. Dude, like, the animation, the character animation in that show is, is fantastic, dude. It's so good. But it just... When I finished it, I was like, yep, yeah, I liked it. Like... <laughs> kind of sure i guess i more respected than respected than love it i guess you know i just didn't feel like i had that much of a an emotional connection to it i've heard a lot of people say that they're lukewarm about hyoka which i don't understand because it's amazing um what what do they say about it in terms of yeah a common complaint is that you know there's no tension there's no like importance to what they're doing they're just doing like random things and it doesn't really matter it's not I mean, like, there's no like over, uh, overarching plot or direction that it's going if you think there's no tension in Hyoka I got fucking news for you when it comes to K-On <laughs> like I think Hyoka is more driven by its characters you know and th- their growth let's not kid ourselves most of the show is Hotaro like changing which I think that they di- they did that well it's just not as overstated as a lot of anime can be, you know? It's pretty subtle. I mean, what I loved about Hyoka was, um, even though the mysteries weren't that, like, didn't have that much, like, weren't climactic, mm-hmm. they were very detailed. Um, yeah. And I really liked that detail. Very, even, like, I, it's still... Um, caught my attention like I don't need like life or death situations as long as like there's like this thinking uh, thought process being explained to me in all this excruciating detail it's really interesting to see so I thought it did that really well but apparently yeah. some people have the attention span of a fruit fly they can't <laughs> keep track of what's going but on in show, yoga. But it show, show, show gets testy when people say that they hate yoga. <laughs> I get testy when people disagree with me. Okay, you either agree Clearly. or you leave. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you, that all, all, of everything you said is correct, and I agree with that. But for some reason, when I'm looking back at the show, I'm just thinking to myself, "Yeah, it did that, and nothing else." It's kind of, it's weird. I don't know. It's it's fucking strange. Like. May, Maybe it's just as simple as I didn't emotionally connect to it, and that's it. But it's kind of, I don't know. I wonder I wonder where that think, feeling comes from. Do you think that if you'd watched this back when you were, like, in high school, that you would have maybe connected to it a little more? I'd probably feel like Kotor was, like, like the, the coolest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, And honestly, I'm still kind of, like, can very relate to his feeling. Like, yeah, someday I want to just not do anything at all like I, I can i can fuck with that but i don't know I, I i really don't know it's so 
weird. I, I tr- like for the past week, I've been trying to like sort of come to terms and understand where that feeling comes from. Because again, maybe it's that simple as yeah, just didn't connect with it. I don't know. It's it's strange. I've always been more of along the lines of what how show thinks about Hyoka. Like I wouldn't go so far as to call it a masterpiece, but it's it's, it's good, really good. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, I think if I had to choose like a single word to describe Hyoka, it'd be very understated. Yes. Yeah. I know that very understated is two words, but shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it is it is understated. And I think that's a quality of it that I really enjoy. Because, mm. again, a lot of anime are super in your face about stuff. And this is the theme of the show. We need to say it out loud and stuff like that. I mean, but... And it's not doing that, which, again, is really cool. And I really like... Wait, do you, do you mean th- th- shoving themes in your face like people die when they are killed? <laughs> Crazy, I know. It's a crazy thought. You might not believe it, but people actually die when they are killed. <laughs> but I, again, it's it's uh, it's a thing. I still don't have a, like an answer to this question. Like, how, why do I feel like that? But it's it's something I wanted to bring up because I wonder if you guys had any good examples of shows that you feel just like that about them. Well, I feel like since we started in the middle of our uh, show notes doc, we should move on to show. Oh, oh God, I have shows listed but i don't <laughs> i don't know how to segue because the way that nitai described hyoka i don't really know if i have a show that i feel like that about but what a uh, very uh distant tangent <laughs> go for it <laughs> um what you were talking about makes me think about how i felt when i watched evangelion Ooh, uh, specifically no. Neon, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay, the original series. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask whether you meant the original series or the movies. Yeah, so this was more of a case of like going in expecting something and then not getting what I expected and not liking it because I was I did not get what I came for. So um, disappointment? I want to say disappointment. Like, okay, I thought this was going to be an action mecca <laughs> when it was really just suffer porn. And I was just uncomfortable with the whole thing and very confused. And I was like, I did not have a good time. However, I do like suffer porn in general. So if I had known this was suffer porn from the beginning, then I probably would have liked it. I know you like suffer porn because you fucking love ReZero. Oh. Oh, it's so good. Yes, but <laughs> that is not what we're talking about. <laughs> but it is sufferborn. <laughs> yes, do you, it is. Do you think? Do you think you like? Maybe you'll come back to it one day and in the no. future. And <laughs> I did. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I, like re- I don't. Just very assuredly answer. No, no. <laughs> I don't rewatch no. things unless I'm forced to um, for this podcast. But wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but I did watch the rebuilds and I do really like the rebuilds. So mm. that can technically be called a rewatch if you want it to be. I, I wouldn't consider it because, I mean, pretty much everything after the second film is completely new story stuff. I mean, Don't but I still watched it, the I'm first still... film and the second film. <laughs> True. Mm. Um, I, I have 
so I've, I've watched the entirety of the original Evangelion, Neon Genesis Evangelion, three times now. The first time I watched it, I was way too young to understand any of the subtleties that were going on. I was eight, <laughs> I think. And I, I liked it because, oh my god, explosions and shit happening. How did your wow. eight-year-old self like react to see Shinji masturbating over Asuka in the movie? I did not I did not see End of Evangelion until much later. Okay. I'm just talking about the actual series itself. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> But I watched that, and at like eight, nine years old, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I was, I was younger than ten. Um, I just thought, oh, cool, explosions, robots, awesome. And then I watched it when I rewatched it uh, when I was in high school. I want to say I was a sophomore or a junior, or so uh, either tenth or eleventh grade, and I I finally saw a lot of the, like the psychological subtleties that were in that story. I was like. Holy shit. I did not remember any of this from when I was a kid. This is fucking awesome. Um, and then I, I actually rewatched it a couple of years ago um, in the process of watching all of the rebuild movies, or at least the three that are out. Um, and I was, I was, I wanted to do it as a comparison to, you know, to compare the original to this side by side. And I'm like, yeah, this the originals. St- I still love the original. I still think it's it's a legendary anime series, and I it, it's probably one of the greatest mecha shows ever made. But God, they turned up the suffer porn a lot for the movies. Hmm. All I remember is that it looked really good in the movies. Dude, and that is a way to keep my attention. That I do find it. Uh, a lot of people shit on the original Evangelion, especially if they've never seen it, because, I mean, the last two episodes of that series, the animation just takes an absolute shit anyway. But even from, like, the midpoint onwards, it's still really the animation good. just starts to steadily go downhill. But the show is still, like, really fucking good, even though it's kind of declining over time. Like, oh, I can yeah. vividly I'm remember... Just from a technical standpoint, I don't really think it's it's stood the test of time very well. Story wise, I think it has, but like from a technical standpoint, it certainly hasn't. Mm, debatable. The music is still awesome, though. Yeah, it's a shame Netflix removed "Fly Me to the Moon," but mm, what can I say? Yeah, I mean. Anyway. <laughs> you seem bitter, Natai. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand what she's saying, though. Ava's Ava's a weird one because. You got. There doesn't seem to be any kind of middle ground with Ava, particularly the original. It's People also, either think it's just pretentious shit, or it's a fucking masterpiece. I think it's very dependent on whether you do connect to it or not. Because when I watched it, it hit me like a fucking truck with some of its scenes. I, like very near the end, there are some scenes that really stuck with me, and I have a feeling like. End of Evangelion, I watched like four times by now, and every time I, I got more and more out of it. So, like, I am thinking about rewatching the show itself, maybe in the not-so-distant future. What scene in End of Evangelion stuck with you the most? <laughs> All of it. No. The in, End of Evan- <laughs> in End of Evangelion, all of the movies stuck with me. In the show itself, there are certain scenes that really, like... I, like, I, I don't know if you remember that one scene near the end where they find Asuka, like, abandoned in this warehouse alone, and she's, like, in this bathtub by herself like skinny as fuck like she hasn't ate anything in a week but like oh yes i i've seen i yes i i i've seen it i remember it it's 
It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a like thing. Twelve or thirteen years old. <laughs> but yeah, I think that show is very dependent on whether you like connect to it or not. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't know. There's some people like that are my age or even older that just look at it and it's like, oh my god, this is from the golden age of anime. You can never criticize it. I'm like, okay, but its animation is kind of terrible halfway through. Mm, I guess. I do. <laughs> I there was a. I was at um, Otakon a couple of years ago, or no, last year, um, and. Hiroyuki Imaishi was there and he was asked a question about what character he hated the most that he ever had to draw and Shinji. he without missing a beat goes Shinji I fucking hate Shinji <laughs> what wow. a legend I always hated drawing Shinji that's funny I did not know that that's funny and the, this, the, the speed at which he answered that like the second the translator got done with it Shinji do you do you have a show that sort of answers that criteria as some start in the beginning? I I have a show, and this is something that that, I, that I've gone back to recently. That um, I I love it, like, and it's Naruto. I fucking love Naruto. I think it's one of the greatest. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest shonen ever, and I will. I think I'll always love it, especially because it's a long-running shonen. Number one that has ended, and number two that had a very satisfying ending, at least to me. Um, but I wanted to. Was it good all the way through? That's what I'm getting to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, if you listen to this podcast for a while, you know that I've kind of fallen out of love with the shonen genre a little bit, and I don't tend to pick up a lot of new shonen that come out. Um for various reasons some of them i do uh but i the ones that come out now i just i typically don't pick them up so i wanted to do an experiment so uh last year i actually went and i watched the first few episodes of naruto i actually ended up watching the entire first arc with uh haku and, and zabuza that that whole fight thing um and i came to a, an inescapable conclusion that if Naruto premiered today, I would drop it by about episode five. Because hmm. it's basically Black Clover. Yes. Yeah. And I was going to say that. It's like I watched this and I'm like, I forgot that Naruto was really annoying in the first few episodes. And it's like, God, I would have dropped this for the same reason I dropped Black Clover because Asta was annoying as fuck. Hmm. But it's I, I came to that realization, and it's something that I still love. Like I, I still love so many things about Naruto, and I love the fact that it had an enormous cast, and every single character uh, got some kind of a character arc throughout the life of the series, and it was all of them were resolved by the end. Um, I loved the, some really good fights in them. The uh, I still think one of the greatest filler episodes of all time is in Naruto. It's episode one hundred. <laughs> try and look under Kakashi's mask. Um, it's stupid and funny as fuck, but it works, especially you know since it comes after a really intense arc. Um, I fucking love the tuning exam arc. It's one of the few tournament arcs in anime ever that I've genuinely loved. But I was forced to admit to myself that I, after going back and rewatching that first arc, I would have dropped it today if it aired 
Wait. I mean, if it aired as a new series today. So uh, that again, specifically because of Naruto, the main character. No, it wasn't just or was that. It because uh, of the other... animation, the animation in the first few episodes mm. is really janky. Uh, it looks like they were working with a very small budget. Um, and also the first, I think it's the first twenty episodes or so are. Uh, this is a really nitpicky thing. Are in standard definition. <laughs> I mean, and so, and they never bothered to really upscale them properly. That's more on Crunchyroll, right? The... Huh? That's on Crunchyroll, or like... no? I I have these on DVD. Oh, okay. I have the entire original series and most of Shippuden on DVD. Um, that's a lot of boxes. But no, they never really bothered to upscale the first like twenty or so episodes properly, so it looks terrible when you watch it back. Hmm. But anyway. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that that's one of the ones that I've got that are, are like that for me, and, it, and it, it's there's a part of me that really wants to go back and rewatch the entire series. I'm like, that's a huge commitment. Um, it's like 500 plus episodes, I think. Do it. Um, if I can rewatch Yu-Gi-Oh, you can rewatch Naruto. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I don't want to. I want. I don't want to do either of those things. Oh, uh, they both sound you. very terrible. Um, but. I still I I won't change my opinion on it just because I went back and I, I came to that realization. I still think Naruto's one of, if not the greatest shonen out there. Um, it's a shame that young anime fans today know Naruto simply as Boruto's dad. Wait, so if you realize that you don't like it as much now, why do you still think it's one of the greatest shonens ever? Because I know how it ends. Uh, weren't you the one who was like it? Like, if it doesn't catch my attention in the first few episodes, then it's not worth Absolute garbage. Around. I do. I, 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 st- I stand by that, that statement, too. And a lot of my feelings from Naruto probably have to do with when I started watching it. I mean, I was when I started watching Naruto in the mid-2000s, I fucking loved Shonen. I mean, that was most of what I watched were Shonen animes. So still I was garbling that shit up. You're still like Shonen. I like Demon Slayer. It was pretty good. JoJo is shonen, you know. JoJo is a shonen, although it's hard to just categorize it as shonen. I want to put it in its own. Yeah, I know. I know. JoJo's bizarre adventure. JoJo's bizarre shonen. <laughs> but uh, God, imagine if you're only, uh, if you're only, like, words escape me all the time. <laughs> the only your shonen only you watch is JoJo's. No, if your only exposure to JoJo's was the original uh, JoJo's Part 3 anime adaptation. Oh, the OVA? The yeah. <laughs> that dub is so good. <laughs> the dub is it's phenomenally entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I Yes, you're pointing out the hypocrisy to me, and I agree. It is absolutely hypocritical of me to say that looking back, but I don't care. I don't care. Okay. I would list another example, but I just can't remember what I wrote down. Oh, well, that's because you can't see your monitor currently. The, no. the next thing you have on your list that you wrote down here is March Comes In Like a Lion. So here's the thing with March Comes In Like a Lion. <laughs> okay. Let me be your eyes, Natai. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's It's a phenomenal show. I mean, shit, I cried multiple times watching it. But again, it's me a sh- too, honey. Me yeah, too. but it, I remember when we talked about it, and you told me, "Yes, yeah, second season, ten out of ten, ten out of ten. 
that's the, this show is a 10 out of 10. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But then, <laughs> see, it's the same. Like, I agree with everything you you probably have to say about March Comes in Like a Lion. Because it is that good. It is really fucking good. But for some reason, I just, I don't know why. I can't, like, point at it said, and say, yes, this is perfect. Like, I can't do that for some reason. And again, maybe I'm just in a different head, or was in a different headspace back then when I watched it. Um, like, I'm I really, like, I have, I have a feeling if I'm going to rewatch it, I'll have a much deeper appreciation of it. I'm 100% certain. Because, you know, you know, it would be great. A, a mm. good reason for you to rewatch it is if Third they come season. out with a season three. Oh, please. Oh, I would, <laughs> I would die. Oh, please. I need it. But anyway, like, I, I think, I think as an anime viewer, I nowadays have much deeper appreciation for the shows I watch in terms of like appreciating diff, like, like different aspects of a production than when I, mm. when I, when I first watched Marching Comes Line, both season one and two. So I feel like I'm gonna love the show even more if I rewatch it, and maybe I should just to see if I'm right or wrong about that statement. But it's—I don't know—I I don't know about you, Natai, or show. I feel free to chime in on this too. But personally, for me, as I've gotten older, mm. like when I was really young and you know, not anywhere near as versed into anime or even Japanese culture that as I am now, like the only thing I really cared about was like the action oriented shows. And I, I didn't give a shit about the story. I mean, the story could have been good. The story could have been bad as long as the action and you know, the, the animation was good. I didn't really care that much, but I See, found that as I've gotten older, I appreciate like the slower burn shows that have like the deep involved stories and the good character development. Like, See, I appreciate that so much more now than I appreciate things like animation or mm-hmm. um, like action scenes. I'm with like, you on that. But when I look back on some of the shows that got me back into anime after like when I was in high school, so again, I talked about it before, but I watched Death Note, and that got me back into anime. And then one of the sh- one of the shows that I watched right after that was Your Lie in April. And at first, mm. like I watched the- that'll kill you too. <laughs> you bet. I remember watching the opening, and I was like, "Is this show for me?" And then by the end of it, I, I was crying like a baby. So I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I think even by the time I watched Mar- March Comes in Like a Land, I was, I was, I was looking for that type of show, but. It's, but I don't like using that, that that phrase. But for some reason, I I have this sort of fear that maybe it didn't hit me as much as like it did other people, and just didn't connect to it as much. Like, oh, here's a good example. So Anohana, when I first watched that, from the get go, loved it. I remember uh, finishing it, th- giving it a ten out of ten. I was like, yeah, this show fucking amazing. And then, <laughs> and then like. Maybe it was like two months ago. I think it was around May of this year. I remember being in a really bad place, like not feeling good at all, being kind of depressed. And for some reason, I'm just browsing through Netflix. I'm seeing Anohana. I'm like, yes, this is a good idea to binge this at 1 a.m. in the morning. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, and I did. That's and, a terrible idea, and, by the way. Don't and, do this. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I did. And, and man, that got such a a much bigger emotional reaction out of me when I did that just binge that fucking show and I love it even more now and I have a feeling that was because I was such in a different place that and I, I sort of needed that you know sort of release that cathartic release you know just I, I needed a good, a good cry and that's why I'm thinking much highly of the show now 
I think that's also like again th that's maybe sort of a similar case. I don't know. What about you, Show? Do you find as you've gotten older, maybe you appreciate like the more emotional stories more than probably you would have before? Listen, I don't have emotion, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I definitely still appreciate the visuals a lot. Um, I feel like I appreciate it more now that I'm older because when I was younger, I could have seen a potato doing a backflip <laughs> on the screen and I'd be like, wow, it's doing a backflip. Wow. I actually, I would, I would like to see that. Um, Let yeah. me link you a video. Just watch um, uh, The Devil's a Part-Timer. You see potatoes flying everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but... But do you... But do you have shows that you think to yourself, if if I was in a different headspace, I'd probably have a much deeper appreciation for them? Yes, I do. But I Ooh. wasn't finished with my thought process. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Second finish. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I still watch stuff like Fire Force, which I literally only watch for the visuals. And me too, the but plot, honey, me too. The characters. There's no story stupid. there. Stupid. Um, but the visuals are beautiful. And like... I'm watching The Great Pretender, and a big reason why I like that is that the background art is fucking gorgeous. And I'm like, yes, that is, I am here for good art. Good art mm. is a good selling point. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, shows that, you know, Alex was talking about um, how he liked Naruto when he watched it and now he doesn't because he realizes it's shit and i have <laughs> i did not say that that's basically this is a tldr um <laughs> i have a very similar experience with steinsgate because mm. i watched steinsgate when i was pretty new to anime so i didn't have many uh when you were edgy as fuck <laughs> no i didn't have many uh standards <laughs> clearly so i've been watching steinsgate no um, but I could look past all the shitty characters, uh, when I first watched it and I could appreciate the interesting plot, but looking back now, I just, I, I could never, ever have watched that because all of those characters are just so annoying. I could never have sit through and experienced this plot when I hate all the characters. It's so dumb. Just wait till you watch Zero. He's I'm never, never going to watch it. Why would I? This is exactly why. Like, when Zero came out, I'm like, girl, I hate Stansgate. I'm not going to watch Zero. <laughs> so. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just play the visual novel. The visual novel. Honey. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 I will say that that is that is a complaint I hear multiple people have with Steins Gate is that its characters are I don't want to say all of them are necessarily one dimensional but all of them have a different like level of annoyance. Not I mean, my, not my aesthetic, not my mm. character tropes that I want to see. That trap though. No. It's all right. <laughs> Excuse me. They play up that that side no. of him for such a ridiculous point in zero. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> let's not let's not talk about that. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, 
But no, I, I, I get what he's saying, though. That it, it's, it's, it is not a unique criticism I've heard of Steins Gate, but it's, it's understandable. Um, I think a lot of the characters in Steins Gate are meant to appeal to a very certain like demographic. Like you have Ogabe, who is like a, a cardboard like a cutout of a, Chine- a Chinibio character. Um, you have uh, you have a literal trap who is meant to be trap lovers, um, which in the in the visual novel you can actually romance uh, uh, Ruga. I mean, he does in the show. Oh, kinda, um, but it just doesn't make sense with Okabe's character why you would do this. I mean, let's. I mean, honestly, like a, some of the point. Like they do that is because it like the whole show sort of takes a look at otaku culture, so it makes sense that the main cast is gonna be like different aspects otaku of otaku stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it makes sense that they would be portrayed like that. Yeah, I can I can I can understand people's annoyance though because yeah. some of it is way over the top. Yep, definitely. All right, is it my turn to talk about something now? I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to talk about something that both Natai and I love a lot, and that's the Monogatari series. Oh. Um, it may, you may be surprised, Natai, that I put it on my list. I, I don't know. Um, I can't see the list. I know. <laughs> uh, bless you, child. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, so I, 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 went, I started watching the Monogatari series back shortly before this podcast started, back in 2015. Mm. And I kind of, I, I very quickly watched all of what was out at the time and then caught up to it. But it was not my first attempt at watching the Monogatari series. I had originally attempted to watch the Monogatari series back either in 2011 or 2012. I cannot remember which. I want to say it was toward the end of 2011, though. It was, uh, I think it was shortly after Nise Monogatari had started airing. And of course, Bakemonogatari was kind of popular the season that it aired, and you know its sequel was airing. So I kind of wanted to see what it was about, and um, I I picked up Bakemonogatari, and I realized that God, they talk really fast, and they're talking hmm. about a lot of stuff, and a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense. Fuck this show. <laughs> yeah, that show is a bit rough to get into if you're not like it depends on just where you add into i really fucking hate, hate calling it like that but where you add in your anime viewing experience you know it's not a show you're just gonna throw at someone who's just getting to the media you know oh if you want someone to absolutely hate anime make their first anime series they watch be the monogatari series Specif- they'll never watch specifically anime specifically the hanako and hitagi shower scene <laughs> Okay, they'll watch a lot of anime after that. I think they started it way too heavy. They didn't have to start with like a fucking monologue that was like the speed of light. You know, ease us into it. And also like the visuals of that first episode are super avant-garde, like really Shinbo, which makes sense. Um, and, And, you know, without any of the context behind a lot of it, it comes off as just very pretentious. Which a lot of people still perceive the Monogatari series to be very, very pretentious, and I don't think that's necessarily an unfair assumption uh, to 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 lob at it. 
It is but very self-indulgent, which would rub, rub people the wrong way. See, the Monogatari series needs to learn from Occultic 9 on how to handle <laughs> fast-talking characters in an no, easily it does not. digestible way. The less it pays way. attention to Occultic 9, the better. Don't listen to Alex. <laughs> no, you just can't stand that no one else on this podcast likes that show. Well, no one else on this podcast has good taste. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, oh, I... But when I went back and I tried again with the Monogatari series, because I, so back then I just kind of consumed anime, a little bit of manga, and I didn't really, I didn't really kind of delve into the deeper culture behind it a whole lot. Like I knew a little bit about Japanese culture, but I didn't really make any effort to dig really deep into it. And I think in order to like, really appreciate what the monogatari series tries to do you have to know a few things about japanese culture otherwise it's going to come off as just indulgently weird and crazy so once i actually had some of that knowledge and i went back and i watched it it back in 2015 i fucking fell in love with it instantly even the the few episodes that i'd watched of bakemonogatari back in the day where i thought what is this pretentious shit fuck this show i was like this is fucking amazing like the the fast dialogue where they're this like my favorite dialogue in the Monogatari series is just the dialogue where they're just bullshitting with each other and sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with the story. Like it's so fucking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I watched Back in Monogatari, I really didn't like it. Um but when I watched the rest of the Monogatari series, I actually did enjoy the the other uh seasons if you can call them that um and you know my biggest problem with Bakumanagatari was that I felt like it was not like a a comprehensive story it was just like I'm gonna introduce to you to all these different characters and then later on we'll get like an actual story where I actually care about them and you're actually telling me what is happening um Mm. so I feel like I would like Bakumanagatari if I watched it out of order because I don't care about the characters right now but Hmm. like when I first watched it I don't really I didn't really like it if I could wipe my entire memory of the Monogatari series and rewatch it now that all well I think all of it's out or made that's going to be made at least anime wise um I'd love to try and rewatch it with Kizu Monogatari first because that chronologically comes first in the story, even though it came very much later in, you know, the timeline of the anime. So I'd love to go back and see if I, if I, my opinion of the Monogatari series would be vastly different it, if I had to start with Kizu. It works surprisingly well. Actually, I wouldn't say surprisingly, but it works really well as a jumping off point because, let I mean, let's be honest, it's the most like action heavy part of the series. Oh, I I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. Like the best fight ever in the history of anime is the Kishot Aragi fight in Part Three. I will fight everyone on yeah. that. It is it is really easy to get into compared to Bake, but it's sort of like some of the charm of Bake to me was always sort of the unknown aspects of these characters in this world that they're like just like I mean I can't remember I think it was like the first or second episode where they. And they go meet uh, Oshino, and Shino was just sitting there, and she and Senjogara was like, "Yeah, what's that about?" And 
and Araki is like, oh yeah, we don't talk about this. And they just yeah, leave it at that, that for the rest of the season. Just consume product. Don't don't, don't pay think, attention to the lonely vampire it. in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird shit like that. And then, of course, you get to Nisei Monogatari and you got fucking your sister with a toothbrush. Oof. <laughs> that, that oof. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, of the three of the three parts of of the Monogatari series that are considered part of the first season which is Kizu, Bake, and Nize um, I, I would yeah you're right Natai that Kizu is probably the easiest to introduce people to because it's for lack of a better term it's the most anime like of the Monogatari series mm. But yeah, that, again, Monogatari is another weird case. Like, I, I already love it. It's one of my favorites. But I wonder, like, currently I'm re-watching it with a buddy of mine who's watching it for the first time. And I am picking a lot more stuff that's, like, related to the themes when I'm, like, you know, we each time we finish an episode, we, like, talk about it and we go in depth and what we think about it. And, and I do enjoy that very much because, again, I'm picking up way more stuff than when I watch it on my own hmm. for the first time. And now I have my, like, and although now I know where the show is going as we progress, so I do have that. But, yeah, that's a show that maybe, I don't know if I'll ever rewatch it again because it is a long show. But maybe in, like, five years, ten years, I wonder if there's, there'll be anything that to take away. Because, again, that show that I really connected with emotionally, I mean, fuck, Tsubasa Tiger was a really, spe- is a really special arc for me because I connected it so much. You know. Yeah, and I mean, and you want a, uh, an example of how to develop a side character well, the Kaiki arc in second season. My boy. That's how, th- that, is how you do, that is how you do character development for a side character really well. My Just boy. For, for, for a short span of time, make him the main character and then tell the story around him. And it's, God, it works so well. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you got for us, Natai? I noticed you had Steins Gate Zero on your list, so we, we already talked about Steins Gate, but I feel, yeah, I feel we like talk- I know what you're going to talk about with Steins Gate Zero, so go ahead. But here's the thing. I don't know if it even qualifies, because I have a really good feeling that no matter where I would have been in my life, I still would have hated it by the end of it. Hmm. <laughs> it's such a lesser show than the original. It's, so I don't know if it even qualifies. Quali- problem, the problem with Steins Gate Zero is its adaptation. Uh, like, it cut a lot of stuff out. It... it, it really like because it's really really important that you see the girls in christmas costumes in bed playing with each other that's really hey that was a very important scene fuck you no it wasn't it was played for a gag who the fuck cares i just like that line uh leskin says that girl over there is very pretty it's a a dude (laughs) it's a dude that that look on his head, huh? Nah, nah. Steins Gate Zero fucking sucks. Just throws misdirections at you for no apparent reason, and then does nothing with it. Ugh, fuck it. It's it's a huge problem with its adaptation because the the visual novel goes into greater detail about a lot of uh-huh. stuff. They just kind of breezed over. But we're not talking about the visual novel, right? I know. I'm just telling you why you feel that way. It goes, I goes, mean, goes. I goes. kind of Let's... feel that way too. <laughs> I still say, I still say that. The, the, the for the anime in particular, like the first five or six episodes are wonderfully done, and then it just kind of falls off a cliff. Hey guys, guys, let's introduce another character who has the same power as Okabe, but do nothing with it. Oh, thanks. 
Nice. I do also think that that, that monologue that he has uh, toward the end is fucking great. You know, you can still smell in prison. Doesn't mean you're having a good time, you know? <laughs> I know. Anyway, again, I don't know if that show even qualifies because it, it's just not good. But whatever. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, you know, just belabor the point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Maybe the less said about Steins Gate Zero, the better. <laughs> I have a different show that maybe qualifies. So, uh, is it Psychopaths? No, it's Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Oh. Okay. It's a really cute say, show. Like, what do you have that's similar on your list as Science Gate? Well, Psychopaths, maybe? No, Dragon Maid. All Dragon right. Maid, yes. It's a really... we all want to talk about lesbian dragons. <sighs> At least there it's very obvious it's lesbian. I like BNA, fucking pervert. Mitsuru is a fucking lesbian. Get over it. Uh, anyway, it's a really cute show. But that's it. And then I remember when people watched it. I mean... Aside from how people lost their shit for Kana, which I really like, uh, it's anime community. I don't know what to te- what to say. It's kind hey, of a- she's cute. Come she's on, she's cute. cute. She's character. cute. But you remember the days when that show aired? People lost their collective shit over Kana. I remember Every week. the ludes coming out. I do remember those. Ugh. Why? Why? Don't ugh me. Why? She's fucking lol. Ugh, never mind. Why don't you- my hey. point? Hey. <laughs> Don't you say it. Is she even legal? Ladies and gentlemen. Well, you you can't answer that with a straight (laughs) face. That pause. You can't answer that with a straight face. She's she's fictional. So, yes. She doesn't exist. FBI, open up! (laughs) Anyway, that show was just cute. And, and like, but here's... uh, It's so frustrating to me because i get what's going on with the showing because it is really nice how it's trying to drive home themes of you know family and the importance of family but when i was watching i was like eh and i was feeling like i'm missing something you know like i don't know dude i don't know and again maybe just i wasn't in a in the right headspace for that show maybe i was looking for something else to to be fair because this is the the uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is done by Kyoto Animation. Yes. And they they do kind of have a history of just making shows that are cute for the sake of being cute. I mean, Kaon springs to mind. Mm, see, I, like, I told you I'm going to watch it at a certain point, and I wonder how that's going to go. I mean, I, this is kind of from a different angle, and show my disagreement on this. I think you could also throw something like free into that category. No, free is not. It's just cute boys <laughs> doing cute things. They're sexy boys doing sexy things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, They're now literally naked, flexing, and dripping. Some people were uh, attracted to I, characters in Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I mean, t- t- to be fair, I don't think they're the only ones dripping here, show. Not me. <laughs> I'm not a free stand. Uh huh. Show show self show self challenge while watching free. I'm gonna stay dry all the way through. Wow, <laughs> that's not that hard. I, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you you get what I say. I'm saying that that Kyoto Animation kinda has a bit of a history of this, where it's 
it's it's stories where you don't really have to. There, there's nothing really deep there. Oh yeah, Clint that's first that's what season. You're to say, then yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just cute girls, cute animation, cute things happening on screen. Just watch it and feel a little like flutter in your heart. I suppose. Again, it just there's like, nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's yeah. the entire point of the Iashike subgenre of Slides Alive. It's the it's to heal you. It's it's just for you to see cute cute chill things happening and just go, oh. Yeah, I suppose it's just interesting to see like some people would really connect with a certain show, and I'm going there seeing ah, oh, it's just a fucking dragon. I don't know what to say. I wouldn't say that I personally emotionally connected with Dragon Maid, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Just, it, I, I do remember the season that it, it was airing was it was my like come home from work and just chill, uh, relax anime. See, it's that that was the same season Konosuba season two aired, and I remember that was sort of similarly my type of show. Like every Wednesday, I would finish school. Go back home, right before bed, watch an episode of Konosuba, lose my shit, and go to sleep happy. You know? <laughs> and that's why I really, very fondly remember season two of Konosuba. Yeah. Maybe that's why I fondly remember Dragon Maid, because the season it aired, it was my, like, go-to relax-after-work anime. Hmm. Hmm. I kind of have the same feeling about Flying Witch, too, which is an Iyashike, uh anime. That yeah, I remember you watched that. Same time. That's right. Um, Sorry to yeah, cut you off. Same same kind of vibes. Like it's just a chill, relaxing anime. It's it's not deep, and that's okay. I like that sometimes. Well, show. Do you have something you want to talk about now? Sure. So <laughs> don't sound too excited. Everybody lost their shit when Mob Cycle One Hundred started airing, and oh I was just like, "This is your typical shonen with." some decent animation (laughs) oh boy he's gonna explode (laughs) like okay if i had watched this earlier in my anime watching career i'd be like oh my god this is so cool there's like rainbows and unicorns oh my god but i've seen it all before honey i've seen these tricks and i will not be fooled have you watched season two Yes, I have one. Season two was actually really good, but I'm talking about season one. <laughs> oh, okay. Then, okay. I'm good. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know when he watched season two, he was like raving about yeah, it. Yeah, I really like season two. He must be specifically referring, yeah. referring to season one. Yeah, season, season two is one fucking was amazing. very typical, but like everybody lost their shit about season one. So apparently it was like the best shit ever when I, like, anyways. The point is that if I had watched it when I was uh, not as. Uh, into the <clears throat> shonen genre as I am now, um, I would have liked it. But now that I'm a veteran, I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Eh, I mean, I have I have a very unpopular opinion about Mob Psycho 100. I haven't seen either season one or season oh, two. Speaking of potatoes flying everywhere, the honey, <laughs> the, art, the, the character designs for Mob Psycho 100. The characters do look like potatoes. Um... But no, I was going to say, so previous to Mob Psycho 100 coming out, the first season, um, we had One Punch Man, right? What? And it's made by, well, the, the yeah, the, the manga, <laughs> the, the, good lord, <laughs> we were beyond that. Um, 
but no, the manga for Mob Psycho and One Punch Man is made by the same person. Um, and I watched One Punch Man because it was like you couldn't get away from it while it was airing. You almost had to watch big. it, or you weren't even an anime fan. Like, what the fuck are you? You don't yeah. even watch One Punch Man. You're not an anime fan. Uh, so I watched it, and again, I have a very unpopular opinion of that show. It's okay. This is... It's not great. It's not terrible. It is okay. See, One Punch... The story got very boring about halfway through because you always know he's going to win. One Punch Man is the epitome of visuals are all you need to tell a story. Okay, and you clearly yeah, are not a visual I mean, man, but the visuals in that thing, honey, got here. And that's all you need. I mean, that's all you need. I, yeah, I, I will 100% agree with you. Like, the technically, it's a very well made anime. Um, that's a fucking yeah, understatement, it, it, dude. It's, it's, selling point, it's selling point is not its story. It's specifically its visuals, and they are very, very good. It's just, I kind of got bored with it halfway through. But. After that happened, and I found out that the Mob, Mob Psycho 100 was getting an anime, and it was done by the same person, or at least the manga was, um, I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, very, I don't really care to see anything else by this person. Very different animation studios, but yeah. I Yeah, one is, I, Mob Psycho is Bones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless Yeah, and them. then uh, One Punch Man is Madhouse. I mean, but a big selling point about Mob Psycho is the visuals, so you're going to have the same problem. Yeah, I mean, but mm, they're super different. They're they're d- completely different art styles and animation styles, yeah. but um, like the quality, it's is, still the visuals mm. are a major part of the appeal. But I feel I feel very similar to both One Punch Man and Mob Psycho. That was a little burp there. I'm very very sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, that you probably felt about it. Where if if I had watched this. 10 years ago maybe I probably would have loved both of them maybe I have a feeling like you'll enjoy specifically season 2 of Mob Psycho if you'll give it a shot maybe one day gotta that, get through season 1 first it's it's good as well just like season 2 just hits such a like deep emotional points you know it's mm. alright well I have one um, maybe this will be my last one because we are getting close to an hour here um, but I have one that is a little bit different because it has to do with it. One hundred percent has to do with the time in my life that it came out. Um, so I'm going to talk about Wotakoi now. Wotakoi lo- or Love is Hard for Otaku. Um, so that came, I forget when it like two years ago when it came out. Now, God, has it been that long? Jesus Christ! Was it I'm 2017 or 2018? I think tw- I think it was 2018 when it came out. Hmm. Well, I mean, let me go check. Let me go check real quick. That show was, I mean, I watched only the first episode of that show is super adorable. Yeah, it's... 2018. It came out mm. uh, spring of 2018. Um, but yeah, um, so the, the reason that I, I bring this up is because had this come out at any point in my life prior to me being an adult, a graduated adult in the working world, I wouldn't have given a shit about it. Because I could not relate to it. Mm. And that that show is specifically... It is about people in the working world of working age trying to find love. And it's like, I can relate to that now as someone who is in the working world and is trying to find someone to love. But I don't think I could have related to it anywhere near as much as I do now if I'd watched it in, say, high school or even college. I don't think I could have uh, interact or... Uh, 
interacted. Uh, I could have bonded with it, so to speak, back then. I certainly couldn't have anything anytime before high school. It would have been alien to me. It's like, oh, you fucking losers. They can't find love. Hmm. But now I, I watch it now and I can fucking relate to it because trying to balance like your work life and dating and all the other shit that comes up with like friends and family, like it's so fucking relatable to me now because it's shit that I actually do. And it's not, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some humor in it and stuff, but a lot of it, especially being, you know, a fucking weeb myself, I can certainly relate to the main girl in the show because she's like a uber weeb that tries to hide it from everyone in public. Girl, you need to I come don't know, out. man. I keep going. Hmm? What are you, you say, saying? Show? Something? Oh, you need to come out. It's oh. not well, good to I mean, keep I, it inside. Thank you, show. I mean, I don't really, I don't really make great efforts to hide it now, but I kind of did a little bit when I was in high school and a little bit in college as well. But nowadays, I no, I don't. And there's a scene in Wotakoi where they're on a quote-unquote date where they're actually staying at home and reading different manga in the same bed together. And I'm thinking, mm. God, that sounds fun. That's kind of cute, and I'm going to lie. It is. It's fucking adorable. And it's like, God, I want a relationship like this where we can just pass each other volumes once we're done. See, I never I was really understand, understood the interest in finding a partner that shares your interest in anime. <clears throat> I mean, I don't understand ideally that you'd want to find a partner. Ideally, you'd want to find a partner, at least I think, that you'd want to find a partner that has some interest in common with you. Not to say all of them. To some, some extent, maybe, but I don't know. Like, I, I... I feel like a lot of weebs are like, I need someone who could watch anime with me. And I'm like, why is yeah, that a priority? Exactly. I don't understand. Like, that's not the... I don't, I don't know why that's the top of your list, girl. Yeah, it's I think, not, like, oh, a lot no, of relationships... I, I, I don't... I don't, I don't want to make... No, it's not at the top of my list. It's certainly a plus if I find someone who I'm interested in who also happens like anime. But it's not like a... Uh, you have to have this. You have to fucking love it as much as I do. All I ask is that you don't, like shame me or try and change me from nah, liking obviously. it that's all i ask <clears throat> you don't have to in you know indulge me in it all you have to do is just respect that it's something i like and if you want to try it out with me i'll be more than happy to teach it to you it's <laughs> not sexual at all <laughs> i was trying to i was really trying to think of a way to word that where it's not gonna come out sexual and i made it what do you said i was like anal Wow. <laughs> I can be when it comes to anime recommendations. I can be very anal. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's not a requirement, but but that's part of the reason like that Wotsukoi kind of I I really connected with it because it's I could see myself having a relationship like that if I met someone who was really into anime like I was. Hmm. and having to balance a work life and, you know, getting together with friends and family. Like, it's something that's very relatable because it's something I've had to do in my working life now. Imagine being an adult. Imagine What's being that? a boomer. Oh, my God. How old are you again, show? I'm, like, 12. Uh-huh. I haven't had puberty yet. Uh-huh. That's why my voice hasn't uh-huh. dropped. <laughs> uh-huh. Have your balls dropped, though? Oh, honey. 
gonna have to take me on a date first. Oh my god. <laughs> Please move on before something happens. Do you wanna do you wanna go with one more in the tie before we get out of here? Goran Lagan is okay, I guess. <laughs> wow. What a great Honey, when I can spell it, I can like it. Ding yeah. top of Gurren Lagan. That's not how you spell it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So so don't get me wrong. The show is fucking great. It's really good. But when I finished it, and that was a while ago, so and I do have sort of this urge to maybe rewatch it, but it was a few years ago when I watched it, and I thought to myself, Man, I should probably have watched it when like like when I first got into anime. Then it would have probably easily been one of my favorites. You know? Yeah, I I mean I still love Gurren Lagan. It's um, really good. I ha I, I, I have I forced myself to say this story doesn't make an enormous amount of sense, but it's also Hiroyuki Imaishi, and does that matter? Yeah, but again, I I don't know. Like that's I feel like I w- on one end, I do feel like if I would have watched it way earlier in my anime viewing career, <laughs> I, I would like have. How you keep saying that like you're a pompous prick because it sounds so stupid. So I need to like overplay that. But anyway, I feel like if I would have watched that in even earlier, I would have loved it even more. But now, when I think about it, I feel if I will rewatch it now, I'll have a much deeper appreciation for it. Which is which sounds really weird, but I don't know. That's how I feel right now. Do you know what I'm hearing when you say that? Is that we should all watch it again and do a fucking podcast about Gurren Lagann. Have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm done. Show like fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I like. I'm not the... to talk about Yoko for twenty minutes. Oh God. <laughs> I love uh, an opai lolly. She's not. Oh, oh. Jesus. Mm. Anyways, hmm. um, <laughs> while Nitai contemplates the legality of his infatuations, I will just say that, um, you know, I like the concept of Gurren Lagann, um, but I just don't like the characters. They're just, I have no connection, and I don't really care. I don't. Uh. <laughs> uh. uh. Just, uh. uh. Honey, if they if they just redid Grin Lagan with a different art style, maybe I would have liked it. Okay, maybe. I think uh, of all the things to criticize Grin Lagan about, its art style is probably the bottom of the list for me. The art style is fucking great. What are you on about? It's just not. It's just not doing it for me. It's not giving me anything I need. The the art style looks so similar to Kill a Kill, which I know you love. Yeah, but Kill a Kill. The main girl was hot. The main boy is not hot in in Grand Lagan. Have you seen well, Kamina? Are you talking about Simone or Kamina? Simone. Okay. But older me... Simone looks great. What are you on about? No. Yeah, older Simone looks kind of awesome. And Kamina looks fucking no, amazing. No, he does not. Yes, he does. No. Get the fuck out. Big minus. Big <laughs> minus. I came to the conclusion that it's okay to be infatuated with teacher Yoko, so fuck you. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm in the clear. Fuck you. Uh-huh. The jury does not believe these excuses. She's a grown-up. She's a teacher. It's it's fine. It's I'm fine. I'm sure she's taught you a lot. 
<laughs> oh boy, you don't even know. Oh my god. Um, Those classes so, were the best. Oh god. Moving on to something No, no, else. no moving so, on. This is this is this is the stopping point. There's no getting any better than that. No, I I just wanted to say that so <laughs> Sorry. Show show mentioned that he liked the idea of Gurren Lagann. He just didn't like the characters. Um, I have a similar because you wrote this down, but you didn't talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it now. I have a very similar. Um, I have a very similar thing with Psychopaths. Like, I liked the first season of Psychopaths a lot, but everything that's come after that, I couldn't give two shits about. And I've come to the realization that I like the idea of Psychopaths. I just don't like psychopaths. Oh, I watched only the first season. I haven't watched. And what characters after that. do you not like? In psychopaths? Yeah. I don't remember any of their names. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, I didn't really like the characters. I did like the main chick, though. Yeah, uh, I I really liked her a lot um, in the first season, um, but just about every other character, I can't really. There's very little good shit I can say yeah. about them. I mean. Kogami, uh, what, what was are the main you on guy's name? They all Shin... feel the same. To Kogami, me. Kogami, yes, that Kogami was. Kogami is name. the shit, dude. No, I mean, he was okay, but I don't think no. he was the no. shit. He was so good. He's, n- he's barking up the wrong tree. He's barking. That's the point. I love it. I don't know. I just there's something about the. I mean, I love the concept behind Psychopaths. I just think it's just it could be done better. No, nah, I think season one was perfectly good it was i think yeah. yeah i mean season one was great i completely agree um but just i can't bring myself to give a shit about anything else after it yeah that's why i didn't bother watching anything after people just kept i actually saying, thought that the yeah. i don't know if you felt this way in the tie but i felt like the way it ended in the first season was fine i didn't think we needed anything else it was a solid open ending you know i liked it yeah, I just didn't think it, we really it, needed anything it left, else. It, it left off. Fine. Yeah, it was it was a good point to stop. People claim that the movie was good, but I don't. Know. I haven't seen it, so I yeah, me neither. Say. I have heard a lot of people say that though, and I will say uh, a, a great aspect of the first season was that the main girl was voiced by Kana Hanazawa. Fuck! What was the name of that character? I can't remember for some reason. I bet Akane. you it starts with a T. Oh. Akane just said Akane. There's a T in there, so I get points. There is a T in there, you just can't hear it. <laughs> Excuse you. The T is silent. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because Sho had mentioned that he liked the idea of Gurren Logan, just not the characters. In a similar vein, I I feel the same about Psychopaths. Uh, do you want to do one more before we get out of here, Sho? So we actually all get the same amount? No, actually, we started with Nitai, so Nitai <laughs> got an extra one. Oh, that's true! That's fuck. I'm a terrible host. Yeah. What? Me. I talked about all the shows three, I wanted to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen. I, I cannot count to three. Uh, confirmed, I am literally a moron. Uh, <laughs> but we already suspected this anyway. So yeah, I mean, I think we should. we probably should have ended with you banging teacher Yeah, we should Yoko. have. What are you doing? If anyone, if anyone wants to mail me a body pill of Teacher Yoko, I'm not gonna stop you. I'm not gonna stop you. Why don't you, why don't you take one of my body pillows? I got plenty to spare. Honey, I'm not stained. touching your body pillows, dude. Those <laughs> exactly. Are not I'm not hygienic. touching those. Uh, uh, no, uh, thank uh, you. Uh, uh, uh. 
This is the this is world of Corona. I'm not touching anything. Oh, honey, you're gonna get more than <laughs> Corona had... from those body pillows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming back a week later, I like Kaon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll probably be like, oh, what itches? Why is all of this itching? Mm. Uh, uh, like, uh, no, no. I feel something kicking in my stomach. <laughs> oh. Senpai baby. Uh, uh. <laughs> On that note, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoy it because we always enjoy enjoy bringing this stuff to you. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> oh yes, you do. It's a boy, by the way. <laughs> if you want to check out other episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, disgusting. YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Also, be sure to check out our links to our affiliate partnership, uh, or excuse me, our affiliate partnership links. I can fucking talk. I swear to God, I can. No, you can't, you dumbass. <laughs> and also, be sure to check out our link below to our merch shop. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Hello. <gasps> He's giving birth. It's time. Oh, no. He's going into labor. <laughs> it's time. Do 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 do